When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. We are live, continuing from just a moment ago where we had been live prior to coming on the terrestrial airwaves on War Chant TV discussing uh, the return, or you know, I guess he never left, um, the, 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 the renewal, the extension the money made and the security of Mike Norvell staying in Tallahassee coaching Florida State University. For those that may have missed it, uh, Ross Dellinger, amongst others in the business, reporting that it is uh, an eight-year deal uh, at over $10 million per. Uh, a new eight-year contract will pay him more than $10 million a year. Uh, that, according to Ross Dellinger, Dellinger is a really good reporter, so I trust that that is true. I would also point out that it puts Mike Norvell amongst the elite of the elite in the coaching world in terms of salary, and I think that's kind of where I want to start, Tom, and get into this conversation. There's a lot of stuff kind of behind the scenes that doesn't get talked about with this. I think a lot of the time, the conversations, by the way, happy Libations Friday, everybody. It feels now like a Libations Friday that you can relax, that you can exhale, and that we know Florida State doesn't have to start over. It would not have been impossible to start over. It would not have been the end of Florida State's football program, but it would have been a setback, and starting over continuously is no way to live, and it is very difficult. And in the short term, we would have seen disarray because a lot of what's been built here over the last two seasons in particular would have begun to fracture, begun to fracture. You would have had a lot of the kids that have transferred in here just in the past week alone and who may be potentially transferring in and, and making that known over the weekend, they would have probably scurried. You would have seen many of the other kids who had been contemplating leaving most certainly would have left as they would not want to start all over with a new coach. And then you would have had the actual process of going through a coaching search, which sets you back in and of itself. And, and, and it's frustrating, frankly, and we would have had to have bet all that. Meanwhile, people would have been picking off your roster. So you get to avoid all that. You also send a big time message to those that are watching very closely, in particular uh, Fox and ESPN, 
that would be the Big Ten and the SEC, about your serious commitment uh, to Florida State football, obviously, and where it's headed. You're now there with all of the big boys when, when it comes to salary. It's nice to finally get started on this football-only facility, another investment there. You're revamping the stadium, by the way. That's also part of all of the big picture stuff down the road. That sends messages. Think about how difficult it is for Miami to be taken seriously when they don't have a football stadium when they have to drive off their campus to a pro place that's scarcely attended. It's it's not taken seriously. It's scoffed at, mocked, and rightfully so. Whereas Florida State is continuing to make improvements within their facility. They're adding to the coffers. They're investing around every turn. And they just made that abundantly clear by making Mike Norvell one of the highest paid coaches in college football. I'm going to guess on this, Tom. We don't know what the buyout number is. We know that Dan Lanning, the first to turn down the job, or at least remove his name from consideration from the job. I don't know that he was ever offered it. Um, had a $20 million buyout at Oregon. Okay, so that was a sizable buyout. Not that Alabama couldn't pay it, but it's a big one. Whereas Mike Norvell's was $4 million prior to this new contract. We'll find out the details on that buyout shortly. But I'm going to add to this. It is also rumored to be true, and I think that it probably is based on the people that I've heard this from, that Dan Lanning has a certain amount of Nike stock as part of his deal with Oregon that uh, it would not have been financially beneficial for him to leave because when you do, you no longer reap the benefits of said stock. You don't get to keep it. It's part of the deal. So... I'm not surprised that he was the first to come out and say, thanks, appreciate it, flattering, staying right here, got a good thing going. Remember, Phil Knight is tired of watching Oregon be a stepping stone job. Phil Knight wants to win a national championship before he dies. He's old as dirt. He's close to dying. It's like Jerry Jones waiting on a Cowboys title. He's going to try to do anything he can to make sure it happens before he kicks the bucket. So you know Phil Knight was telling Dan Lanning, look, man, I'm paying you a ton. You got stock. Let's not start over here, whatever you need. Okay, so fine. He's off the list. Now you go from there to where, you know, Alabama is is pursuing Mike Norvell, pursuing DeBoer, pursuing a few other people, and you're a serious candidate at that point. Well, there are a lot of things that weigh into that, but certainly Jimmy Sexton is going to make sure that his client remains calm and quiet, most importantly, as these negotiations go on. Just got done saying it a moment ago when I was talking to Gene. One of the reasons these things can take a long time to come to the forefront and before you can get answers is that an agent is going to is who's repping a, a coach in this situation is going to negotiate simultaneously with the pursuer and the existing job. So he's going to say to Florida State, hey, my guy's a serious candidate. This is what Alabama's offering. Meanwhile, he's asking Alabama for this and for that, and how much will we get here, and what else do we want here? And, oh, by the way, Florida State's willing to match this. So these are simultaneous negotiations. So at some point, he can sit across from his client and say, all right, here it is, big dog. Ultimately, you make the decision. Alabama's willing to give you a 10-year deal at 12 per. Florida State's willing to give you an eight-year deal at over 10 per, whatever it might read. Now, let's get into the details, make a decision. This takes some time. You got to vet it. 
Meanwhile, if you happen to be an agent who represents, let's say in this case, Mike Norvell, and you're also representing one of the other two candidates, if not both, you're doing the same thing for them. So this is a nonstop situation. And uh, I was I was somewhat surprised that what we got, we, we what we wanted, which was resolution. Um, yeah, I wanted Mike to come back. I'm glad Florida State's not starting over. It's good for the program that Mike stays. I think Mike is a heck of a football coach. Uh, you know, it's important that you have continuity, etc. But at the same time, I think we all just wanted to go into the weekend with some form of resolution. Let me know one way or the other. Being in limbo, we talked about it a lot yesterday, Tom, sucks. It's no way to live. I want certainty one way or the other. I want to be working towards something or away from something. I want to know that what I have is real and I can build upon it. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, if we got to noon today and there wasn't uh, any lean towards resolution in this situation, can we find some limbo music, some like poolside party music? Because that's what this we would have been tap dancing for two hours around something that we didn't know fully the answer to. And the thing that I said yesterday that, you know, everybody knows it's the obvious part, but sometimes the fan in us comes out and it blinds us to the obvious part of the business, which is when you have an opportunity like this as Mike Norvell, you can either take the new job or attempt to grab more power at the one that you already have. And I'm not just talking about your own salary as Ross Ross Dellinger put it out that Alabama heavily pursued Mike Norvell, but FSU agreed to substantial increase in resources, such as recruiting budgets and things like that. That's what this was always going to be about. When you have the opportunity that the Crimson Tide have a job opening, and look, man, maybe there's going to be a lot more job openings at Alabama in the next decade. Odds are there will be than the period of time that they had with Nick Saban, where they didn't need to make any changes. And I believe there were over 200 openings in in the SEC at that time, I think it's some absurd number yeah, it's, like it's that. It's crazy, yeah. So when you have this opportunity at a program like that, even if you don't want to go there, even if you're not interested, and you should listen either way, play the hand. Allow for your position at Florida State to become more powerful. You've earned it. You just got done winning 19 straight before a bunch of your opt-outs sat on the sidelines while you lost your first game in 20. Like You brought this place from 0-4 to that. You are at the negotiating table with full leverage, and apparently, according to the people who have insider knowledge of these situations, Alabama wanted Mike Norvell. They pursued Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell got more out of Florida State, not just in his own salary, but in terms of concessions, in terms of resources that make the football program stronger. Nice job, everybody. I'm glad it worked out for us in the end at Florida State. It might not have, but I'm glad that it did, and I think our football program is stronger today. And to your point, you've said it on the live video that's been going for nearly 40 minutes now, it is a clear signal to the masses that not only is Florida State serious about trying to get out of this conference, Florida State is serious about the coach that they have right now, and they doubled down on him, and good job, Florida State. This is also the way the game is played. This works for any serious football program. At some point, it's going to come back around that you're going to have to do something that maybe you feel a little uncomfortable about, but it's the price of doing business. It's the price of doing business and playing big-time college football. I would also point out something here. A lot of people like to think, and you'll, you guys, don't get worked up by dumbasses in a chat or on a message board. Uh, this, is, this is how this works, okay? You, you have, and I can speak to this, it's, it's a fascinating world, and I won't get into the, into the weeds in this, but Jimmy Sexton had some people leave, okay, from his agency and start their own. Um, some of those people, and I'll be very vague, have been successful 
and bringing along and luring some of Sexton's clients to go with him. So in the agent's world, you you have an internal struggle. Um, if you are if, if you're familiar with the movie Jerry Maguire, it's not dissimilar, right? So you have an agency, you have you have a king, right? This guy that rules the the, the in this case the college football world, right? He's got he's the he is the top dog with the most amount of money and the most amount of clients. Well, somewhere along the way to help him run that uh, dynasty. Uh, you bring in other attorneys, of course, and then they get to where they're hungry and they say, I can do this. And, you know, uh, Jimmy's getting older. I, I, I could take some of these guys. I've got more energy to deal with this. I mean, hell, I'm doing half of Jimmy's work anyhow. He sits back like a king on a throne. I'm going to go start my own agency. And that has happened, by the way. And so they are then going to do what? They're going to try to convince their clients uh, and those that they worked with on their sexton that hey, maybe, maybe you want to come with us. You know, we're young, we're fresh. You know, we have a good working relationship with you. I can make some other promises to you. By the way, your buddy so-and-so, he's coming on board with us next month. Don't you want to join the new thing? And by the way, this is what we're offering. Uh, and, you know, we all know how business works. So you're doing that. Sexton's going to fight like hell to keep the big clients that he has on his list. Those are the money makers. So even if he gets, if the, if the sheer number of clients that he represents begins to dwindle, if you're still representing the 10 to 15 highest paid coaches in football, you're going to be all right. So there's internal struggles that go on here all the time. Some of that was going on with this as well. I can tell you that with certainty. In addition to the fact that Sexton does a great job, year in and year out with his top paid clients of getting them more money and leveraging offers across the board against the existing institution that they work for. The thing I would say too, lost in the shuffle of this, and it feels like a lot is going to be lost in the shuffle over the last six weeks, because how many different storylines is Florida state football going to be involved in that seem critical in nature when they're released, you got the lawsuit, you got the opt outs, you got the snub, you got signing day, which was like kind of okay, kind of not. You got Mike Norvell's future. The future of the program, all of it. It's like when uh, Vinny Gambini lists the thing out at the – he's out with uh, his, his girlfriend on the front yeah, porch. Yeah. Anything else? Is there anything else that we can pile on on top of this? Last night there was the report of the penalties that were brought against Florida State by the NCAA in terms of NIL violations, and Alex Atkins' name is at the center of that in terms of a two-year show cause now for Alex Atkins and a three-game suspension. And it's all for a kid that Florida State didn't even end up getting, which is kind of ridiculous. But none of that impacted, in my mind at least, Mike Norvell's decision that he made today because these whispers about what was coming for at least part of that NCAA release last night have been going on forever. This was not news to Mike Norvell last night like it was to the public. So you're right, and I'm glad you pointed it out. We've known about this pending uh, announcement from the NCAA for a long time. Everybody who covers the team, frankly, has known about this. I'm talking about across all sites. We've all known about it, talked about it, uh, down on the sidelines watching practice. Everybody's known that this was on its way. It's still absurd. It's still comical. It's still something to be laughed at. By the way, how about that? A rare show of unity across the country for those that cover the sport and mocking the NCAA for this announcement yesterday. Did you did you catch that? Not one credible group who covers the sport 
thought it made any sense at all that the NCAA bothered to levy this penalty. I will also tell you it is a penalty that does not affect the university. It does not affect the program in any way. Alex Atkins, it could affect him personally, is that there is now show cause for Alex Atkins. He can't just leave and go wherever he wants. In some ways, dare I say, it's a good thing for Florida State that this happened because he's not going anywhere. Can't. Can't. So that's the end of that. Well, and and might I say that perhaps when the question came up, maybe at an interactive hour show or over the uh, over the last few months, you were asked the question several times. Are you worried about Alex Atkins leaving? And your answer was no. Perhaps maybe something like this had a little bit to do with that. Perhaps. Perhaps. I, I've the thing- it, I said it before he got here, too, by the way. Before we got to that place, by the way. There was, Mike, the, uh, Alex ain't going anywhere, guys. The good thing about that particular storyline is that was reported and it's over. So many things with Florida State feel interminable, not the least of which is when do we get out of the conference? It's like, I, I don't know where we're going. And for, you know, it felt like a year, but it was about a day, maybe two, with the Mike Norvell storyline. What's Mike Norvell going to do? It just, there was no end in sight. This is something that the university clearly negotiated with the NCAA to get to a place where they could put out a release that says the NCAA found no lack of institutional control they found that Mike Norvell as a head coach fosters uh, an atmosphere of compliance within the university. Like The fact that they were able to say that on the record, that the investigation found that, tells me that they worked with the NCAA to come to these penalties. And my guess is, if this is the threshold of what gets you scholarship reductions and a show cause for an assistant coach, this isn't the first of what's coming in college football, and there are going to be stiffer penalties for other universities. Because if this is how how hard you're going to go in on something as small as what Florida State did, man, let's wait and see if there's more coming. There has to be. I don't think this is going to be Florida State's the only group that ever got penalized for an NIL violation. Uh, I think that's probably true, but I can't count on consistency from the NCAA. So I, I, do not, I do not know. We've watched the meeting out of justice or injustice done by the NCAA over, I'll just say the 26 years that I've been on the air and never does it make any sense. There's very rarely a through line or consistency of any kind. So I don't know. I know at this point it's it, it the probation doesn't mean anything. So you can laugh at it and roll your eyes and understand it's not going to affect Florida State in any way. And I mean that. It's not going to affect Florida State in any way whatsoever. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27, you can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 libations friday rolls on and the news is good i have a suspicion many of you listening to this program and or watching on War Chant TV, will in fact have a have a little nip tonight, a little nip in celebration of uh, Mike Norvell's sticking around and coaching Florida State, and maybe making an effort to finish what he started. I think it's uh, obviously great news. I like Mike. I think he's done a good job. I think there's room for improvement. He's a very young coach. He's 42 years old. We forget that sometimes. He's learning a little bit on the job of a program in this magnitude, but he's passed most every test, and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, certainly a good game day coach does a great job of uh, fostering an environment that kids want to play for and be a part of. That's important. He's great interacting with the fans, great in a, on the field product. I think he can do better in recruiting. Uh, he's great in the portal. Uh, but we're going to watch him continue to grow. I'm excited for that process. I've been around this business for a long time now. I've been uh, working in this media covering Florida State and and doing shows like this for 26 years. And it, you don't always get to see things through and things don't always work out well, but it's, it's rarer still when you find a guy that you legitimately think has the tools to do the job is up and coming, uh, is easy to deal with, easy to work with. Uh, his policy in the media is well known, uh, certainly benefits us and allows us to lend context to our conversations to you on a daily basis. So this really checks all the boxes as far as selfishly the way I'm uh, the way I view this sometimes and it's great because I think Mike still has a lot of successes in front of him, um, and we'll be able to document those, along with some of the pitfalls that are invariably going to happen with any tenure uh, of a job that is as volatile as being a head football coach uh, in a big-time landscape where the game is changing uh, radically. Now, I am going to uh, need cover here, Tom, as I read the statement from the university. Uh, I'm going to do that. It's in our inbox right now. Uh, so if you just want to show glowing pictures of either yourself or me or the two of us uh, dancing about, whatever it could be, you could just show, uh, you know, Chief Osceola and Renegade. You could show Mike Norvell himself. You could have a, a planopy of uh, whatever pictures you want to have there. Have a good time with it. I'm going to read um, – from the university's statement, and it reads like this. Florida State University and football head coach Mike Norvell have agreed upon terms for an enhanced contract It is announced today. We came to Tallahassee four years ago, and it was a life-changing experience, Norvell said. 
knowing the great history, tradition, and expectation has guided our staff on a daily basis. It has been an incredible journey these last four years, and I have fallen in love with this program, the university, and the people who I get to represent. I am so excited to continue our climb to push Florida State back to the top of college football. We are committed to being our best on and off the field while helping develop our players to be their best in every area of their lives. I am incredibly thankful for the amazing commitment into our student athletes and staff from President McCullough, A.D. Alford, and the Board of Trustees. Hashtag keep climbing and go Knowles. Now, I'll read the rest of this from Florida State's Vice President and Director of Athletics, Michael Alford, in a moment. But let's reflect on that. Obviously, Tom, Mike Norvell's statement is a strong one. I think he's uh, earnest and honest when he says uh, that he really does uh, really love the job and take the responsibility seriously of representing this university, this football program, and these kids. One of the things that I think is most admirable about Mike Norvell, and you saw it in his face when he was bitterly disappointed after the snub and the cameras, and I'll never forgive ESPN for this aspect of what they did, which is knowingly send uh, a camera crew down here to watch the bitter disappointment they were about to deliver uh, thanks to the committee, thanks to the committee, but certainly no help from ESPN there. And they did document that moment. And as we watched it, we saw the crushing disappointment on Mike Norvell's face. And I can assure you that had far less to do with the disappointment he felt for himself and his coaches. Sure, every coach competes and wants to win at the highest level, and we all get in this game inevitably if you are coaching in big-time college football, professional football, or even, dare I say, high school football to win. You want to win championships, a state title, conference title, national championship, division title, Super Bowl, you name it, that's why you play the game. So he's disappointed. But you're bitterly disappointed and crushed for the kids whom you've asked so much of, who you asked at the beginning to buy in and believe in your message, your modus operandi, your daily ritual, the meeting in the morning, the conversation about what it means to commit and to sacrifice and to lay it on the line and to play hurt and to overcome Huge obstacles. Florida State just did that, went 13-0. His bitter disappointment and the crushing blow that you witnessed in that video was that for a man who realizes, how do I talk to these kids? How do I say what needs to be said to these young men who right now are devastated? So when Mike says that he's fallen in love uh, with representing the university and being the head coach here, okay, that's you know, most coaches are going to say that. And I believe that. I believe that. But I think it's about the kids. I think it's about the investment in the kids and what they in turn have invested back. And so when he says that, I believe that aspect of it. I think that's probably my favorite part of who he is and watching that play out on a daily basis. I mean, there's a whole lot there. Um, he's, I think he has fallen in love with this program but I think he would have said goodbye to this program if they didn't do what was necessary in his eyes in order to take the next step. Like multiple things can be true. It's hard. It's something that happened to me. I want to say probably within one calendar year of covering it behind the scenes. And that was Jimbo's first year seeing the behind the scenes, uh, how the sausage is made going to like junior days, looking at recruiting events and you know, like, it's, it's an ugly business. And when you can find somebody who appreciates what you have, as a program, and I mean Mike Norvell appreciating Florida State for what it is, the tradition, the opportunity that they gave him coming from group of five. He didn't come here feeling entitled to things. 
I think Jimbo walked in here with a sense of entitlement because he was under Nick Saban at LSU and he saw how things work at the pinnacle. Mike grew along with this place and Mike was pushed to his core at 0-4 at Florida State and he's seen it come out the other side. So I think when you go through something like that together, this program, this university, this fan base of Mike Norvell, there's a bond that's forever that they've forged together. And it was through COVID, the adversity, and now this next matter, this recent matter that happened, it's all going to make your feelings for Florida State stronger. But if they don't come to the table and help advance you to a place where you think you can overcome the ACC in the short term until you get out of the ACC, and then you can compete on even footing, as much as you love Florida State, you're going to leave. You're going to leave it for some place where you can succeed. And I love that he stayed with Florida State for a lot of reasons. It means the administration did the right thing. It also means, and we talked about this yesterday, that Mike Norvell believes Florida State's plan to exit this conference is legitimate. He believes the timeline to be soon enough. And he believes that they have the resources necessary here to compete with the program that just snubbed Florida State through the college football playoff committee. And that just happened to be the same program that was courting him heavily per Ross Dellinger. So there's just there's so many ways to look at this, but I can't find a bad way to look at this for Florida State. There's not a bad way to look at this uh, for Florida State. I, I, I mentioned yesterday, you're right, we talked about what other signals are being sent and messages are being delivered with the re-upping and extending of Mike Norvell's contract. Um, and, and, I, and I mentioned, as you just did, it, that if he stays, it seems to me that it's a signal that we're going to get our wish regarding a conference exit. But I didn't put a timeline on that. I believe that they, the powers that be, and I think Mike now believes this, and more importantly, his agent would have to be telling him this, Tom, that we're out by 2025. Not 2026, 2025. Because I don't think that you're going to be in a position where you just got snubbed as you did. There are some disadvantages over the course of this next year and maybe two if you weren't getting out to 26 or 27. That would be three and four years, Tom. At that point, you're falling further and further and further behind and it gets more and more and more difficult. So I, I think that this probably signifies that they feel very good about their efforts in that regard to be out of here as early as 2025. Doesn't make it so, but I think they feel very good about that's probably more of the timeline. I had one person tell me in the business off the record, if Florida State's not somewhere else by the conclusion of 2025, they're in trouble. So we, I tend to agree with that. We'll monitor that. That's now going to be at the forefront of everybody's mind. I think there are a lot of interesting things going on behind the scenes that are going to be fun to document. The, the, we talk about talent acquisition in college football. Uh, we talk about recruiting. We talk about, do you have um, a place that people want to come and play? What do you do to enhance that, entice that, and become the best at it? Because that's what the game is about. you got to have better players than the guy across from you, and you certainly got to be able to compete consistently at that level for the top players in the game. But I think what's happening with the television networks and the Super 2 conferences and everybody else trying to figure out their place is the exact same thing. Who's positioning themselves in the best possible way to be welcomed aboard, and as I say ad nauseum, admittedly, to eat from the 
the, the money trough, the proper money trough, right? And and I think Florida State is putting themselves in an incredible position right now. You think about it. The wins, the fact that they are making the additions and, and the adding to the amenities to the stadium, the fact that they have just paid their head coach like a top five coach in all the land and, and, and is on par with any school in the country. These are all really strong signals that, and then you throw in the fact that they're one of college football's uh, most iconic brands. Well, I, I, where have I heard that before? I don't, I don't know where I've heard that. The fun part is this is one of the reasons I love the job that we do so much, even on a day like, Black Sunday with the snub. Like you're just able to cover it, but then you're also able to live it and feel it. And now that we're, you know, an hour, hour and a half outside of the news breaking and, and Michael Alford's tweet was the first one. He decided to do the papal white smoke and tag the president and tag Mike Norvell in a handshake emoji. Like what kind of time do we live in that you have an, an animation, an emoji and a couple of tags. And that is what's going to give you as a fan a moment of relief because that's what hit group texts everywhere. But for us, that's when the machine really revs up and we're like, okay, we got to cover this. How is this going to be slotted? Is the SEO score ready to go? What time are we going to go live? Who are the hosts going to be? And now that we're far enough away, dude, this is just such good news for so many different reasons, because you think about what we've been through for the past 35, 40 days, this program has been pushed to the brink the absolute brink. You have the college football committee telling you you're not good enough. You have Bill Hancock calling you a so-called Power Five conference. You have players who apparently, allegedly, did not sign with Florida State at a high school because they were concerned about our, where we are as an ACC, as a not-so-much-a-Power Five school, and, and our reputation of what we're capable of doing in the ACC. Then Mike's job is in question. Not to mention there's the NCAA penalties, the 63-3, to like all of these things. We have been pushed to the brink, and I feel like for the first time since that Sunday, we can exhale and say stability is here. We've bottomed out. Mike is here. He's committed. Mike's got us. That's everybody's favorite slogan. I feel that right now because we have been pushed and pushed and pushed. This is the response. This is the response we needed, and now it's now how do we get to that next place? How do we get out of this conference and how do we assemble a team for 2024? Oh my God. It's about the football field itself. How do we assemble a team for 2024 that can compete for an ACC championship? And they've got a couple of kids on campus that are out of the portal that can Imagine help. Us that. So. One of them's a Bama kid again, <laughs> yeah, continue to uh, pluck away. We haven't even talked about Ferguson yet, Tom, which uh, got buried in all of this. That was a massive get. I want to do two things. When we come back, I want to address that the Ferguson get yesterday and talk about what that means for Florida state on the offensive line. I also want to address something that I think is a misnomer and it's not something that people are going to like. Uh, the fan base is not going to want to hear this, but I, I just want to get out in front of it and talk about it a little bit because I think it's going to be interesting to watch it play out. And I'm not predicting one way or the other. I am just warning people to not make assumptions about where Florida state's going to be within the next year or so. It's the Jeff Cameron show, 93.3 real talk radio war chant TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. 
the bustling holiday season, you're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days, Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Cameron Show on Libations Friday, and away we go, continuing now. Uh, if you missed it, we started early today. Got in here about 30 minutes before the time to start the show officially because it was uh, an opportunity to discuss the good news on Libations Friday that, uh, that, that uh, Florida State will have the services of Mike Norvell uh, for the foreseeable future as they extend and give him a raise, and he is not going to be the head coach in Alabama. Good news for us, and we've talked a lot about that. I'm sure we will throughout the remainder of the time we do have. My mom will join us next hour. She put an ass beating on me last week, Tom. Ass beating. Swept all three games. Really? She's up five. Wow. Is she going to get the ropes as we start the playoffs, buddy? Let me do my job on the air instead of calling you behind the scenes like I should. Is she going to be joining us via video, or is she going to be calling the studio? I think she can do either. I'm not sure. So I would, uh, whatever you think works best, but she's ready. Oh, she wouldn't miss it for the world, Tom. All right. I'll send her the video link. She's going to want this one. Wouldn't, wouldn't miss it for the world. A lot of pressure on her now, though, going into the playoffs like this up five. You couldn't possibly piss this away. That'd be a choke of epic proportions. Now, well, here's what she should do. She should let you pick first and then pick the same teams you do all the way to the Super Bowl. She could do that, but that would be against the spirit of competition and it would make her uh, less than honorable, certainly. Uh, so I don't, I don't think anybody's going to want to do that. Um, it, you know, it's 26 years. I don't think I, I had, I haven't had her on every year, but I've had her on for a long time. And, uh, this will be her first win. If she's able to clinch it, bring it on home, a lot of pressure. I think it's the second. It's think- not, oh, oh. uh, she, she okay. likes, to, she likes to reference that it never happened. She came very, very close one time. And unfortunately for her, lost in the final weekend. So that's you can go check the tape. It, it doesn't exist. Okay, I'll check the tape. You please do. Um, but I will tell you now, for years, she used to clobber Peter King. And maybe you've got it mixed up with Peter King taking ass kickings at the hands of my mom. But um, uh, there, was, there, were, there were some co- close moments. Either way, and I'm, I'm wishing her well. I hope she can get it done. It's off the cap. I, I hope I hope it happens, uh, but that will be next hour. Let's get back to this here really quickly. I, I think c- a couple things here. Florida State 
gets the offensive lineman that we both wanted desperately. This is a legit player in Ferguson coming over from Alabama. And I also, we both thought, I think at the time, that that was probably a good signal that uh, Mike Norvell might be staying uh, when he tweets out uh, how fired up he is to be a Noel and that, you know, another great day and you get the spear in the ground, the whole thing when Ferguson commits. Well, and the kid couldn't have been from uh, Georgia Tech. He couldn't right. have been. It had to be Alabama. Like, are right. you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, that happened yesterday in the evening. Yeah. So I thought that was that was fascinating, and I was really happy, uh, obviously, for for that get because I think that's an important get. He's a real player. He's he's that Florida State is going to be better up front because he is here. So, kudos, bravo, Terrence Ferguson, a knoll and a monster at three hundred and twenty-two pounds uh, is a talent, and I think that obviously that was an important get. A couple more important gets still out there. We'll continue to monitor that situation. Um, the other thing that I teased a moment ago has to do uh, with where Florida State ends up. You know, now you've got stability, Tom, as you pointed out. Florida State has sent the message. They're continuing to do the right thing. They're investing, investing, investing. Simultaneous to winning, winning, winning. Very important. All of this is very, very important. And... I think there are a couple things off the field that are really worth watching, which is the battle between Fox and ESPN for assets, television assets, okay? And this is really what is dictating our future, uh, future of college football, the future as to where Florida State ends up, what these two conferences look like, et cetera. Um, and I think that one of the things that you're going to want to watch here very carefully is is what ESPN, what Disney does. They have to be careful because of the ACC deal. They don't want to get sued. We know that. They don't want to get sued. Um, but they're going to want to retain uh, the massive amount of viewership that they have in the South. They're going to want to retain that viewership. And I think one of the ways they could do it would be to dissolve the ACC by not renewing the conference TV deal. And we've heard that discussed before. and. You know, that is – so the basically, if, if you're looking for a timeline, guys, if they don't take the 2027 option, which they have to decide on in 2025, that is it for the ACC. And they are going to tell you their intentions in that moment. So if that happens, look for Florida State ultimately to end up in the SEC. And I know people don't want to hear that. Now, I'm not telling you that's what's going to happen, but I'm telling you, you've got a marker out there to pay close attention to. If these actions fall in place the way I've just described, it would not be surprising if Florida State ends up in the SEC with basically ESPN and Disney realizing we cannot allow the Big Ten to come in and plant a flag in our backyard and grab up these huge assets. Because at this point, the Big Ten is already, and Fox had a surge in television ratings for sports this past year. This is all about the fight for live TV, live sporting events. That's what's dictating terms these days. And they have a more national brand right now, and they're only trying to grow more. Now, now you got West Coast all the way through the Midwest. Let them come down here into the South, Tom, and you've got a problem on your hands if you're ESPN. So watch that very carefully to see. And it does us good every time you hear 
this echo within the halls that Florida State has an existing offer from the Big Ten. We don't know if that's true or not, but there will be many people who would speculate that there's no way Florida State would have moved forward with this lawsuit. Some would even say to have done so would have been reckless if they didn't have at the very least an understanding that there is a home for them in one of those two conferences. Well, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, but this is where the national talking heads who are intentionally dense at times would say there is no offer. Florida State doesn't have an offer. Of course, there cannot be an official offer. You have a wink, wink and a nod, nod. You have understandings. It's just like, you know, if you want to make a deal, if you're Florida State, let's just say in the the recent history of perhaps uh, collective stuff. Probably not something I should be talking about, given what happened yesterday with the NCAA. But remember when the universities across the country, just across the country, couldn't talk to their collectives until states changed the laws? No. You don't think those conversations were happening between a coach and a collective? Or were they just kind of hoping that they guessed that they both wanted the same players? Like, of course they did. But they didn't do they didn't execute those phone calls from university telephones. Promise you that. Like in the same way, in the burner theory way, you might have an understanding that. You've got a home. If you can find your way free and clear out of your current obligations, you've got a home. The question is, if Florida State does have a home in the Big Ten and an 11th hour phone call comes from a scared SEC and a scared ESPN that says, hey, hey, hang on a minute, full partners, you're a full share, not a five-year trigger. Like It's not like you're going to be an Oregon and Washington situation. You come in and it's full price. What does Florida State do in that moment? They take the, the full price and they go to the SEC is what they would do. I For the city of Tallahassee's revenue, I hope that's exactly what they do. For our friends, our business owners in Tallahassee, I hope that's exactly what they do. The Big Ten would be an improvement for local revenue. The SEC would be a windfall for local revenue. So that's what I hope that they ultimately do. Like, just thinking about our friends, like maybe one person on the screen here, who's they own businesses in Tallahassee. It's good news for them. But that's the war to come. And it does get really, really fun because – if you realize nobody knew about the ACC's option to extend beyond 2027 until Florida state brought it into public discourse. Yes. But you know, what hasn't happened. Nobody said it's false. Nobody has claimed it's false. Not an ACC official, not an ACC litigator has claimed that that ESPN option, which was pushed from 2021 to 2025 to trigger the last nine years of the network is a false allegation lobbed by Florida State. They would have done so within seconds of Florida State's legal team bringing that to the public's attention. Yeah, and I think, again, I want to reiterate something on this point. This this kind of stuff all ties together. Mike Norvell, sure, got an extension and a raise. And on the surface, people think, well, that's really why he stayed at Florida State, amongst other reasons. And sure, it has something to do with it. But it's always more nuanced than that. He's probably not even having the conversation about staying uh, at Florida State if he doesn't get assurances from his agent that things are probably going to go well in the not-too-distant future for Florida State in regards to getting out of this conference. If he's having this conversation and he's not certain that Florida State's going to get their wish to extricate themselves from this league, and find themselves in the one of the power two, if he's being told by Jimmy Sexton that, hey, we don't know, could be 2026, could be 2027, could be 2028, it changes the nature of the negotiation. It changes everything about what you have to consider if you're Mike Norvell in that situation. Whether you want to stay here or not, it just does. So 
I look at the news of his extension and raise on the one hand as stability and a reason to celebrate and a reason to get excited about the immediate future for Florida State. But I also look at it not just for the long term, and people think long term, they think five, six, seven years down the road. I, I think a little bit shorter long term, if that makes any sense. I think two and three years down the road, it's good news because I think it means not just that Mike is staying, but why he's staying is because there's a real sense of traction about getting out of here. Yeah, and again, you know, there's a path to the playoffs argument, but then there's also I want to recruit at the top five level argument. And if you're Mike Norvell, you've got to be out of this league in order to be able to do that second thing. Like now with a 12-team playoff, sure, there's a path for you. But I don't think Mike Norvell was sitting at the table, negotiating table, proverbially, it's probably a group text with his agency, where he says, well, you know what, guys, I think we can get out of the conference in the next five or six years. And I'm willing to wait that long before we can get to a power two, because I love Florida State so much that I will wait until 2030 for us to get out of this conference. I could patch it together until then. He's not saying that. He's no. saying, look, man, I can capitalize on my brand, which is at an all-time high in this moment. And I can definitely, if I win at Alabama, my God, I'm going to have statues, I'm going to have everything. But I think I can still win at Florida State at the highest level. And I think I can do so the way that Alabama's winning. And that's that's where the extension comes in. That's where I agree. I think it all ties in. Yeah, and it's exciting because to know that is important and to give yourself a sense that, okay, we can now move forward boldly with an understanding that things are about to be very, very good for Florida State for the foreseeable future and that they're going to have the same resources to compete at the highest level. That is the whole thing. That, that, that's what this is about. Uh, there's no questioning whether or not they seek to compete at the highest level. It's whether or not can they, and they can't here for very long. Uh, we're we're kind of up against it at this point. They got to find a way out here really soon. Hour number two forthcoming. Stay with